Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Tuesday. It's January 24th. It is 2023. We have a nice, another like seven game NBA slate. Super solid. Um, six to eight. That's my wheelhouse. I love these smaller slates, but not too small. So six to eight games is where I usually really like um, NBA, but. Anyway, I'm I'll, I'll I'll stop mumbling. I'm joined today by my good buddy Keith Eister, Eyes eight one nine. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Yeah, man, NBA's got another really solid schedule all week long. Um, no football, midweek football could mess it up now. So we sh- we should be getting better NBA slates. I'm I'm right there with you. Six to eight is kind of perfect. Monday night had a really good feel for the slate. Faded Boston. That worked out pretty well. Was really hoping we got the the Memphis news of Ja being out and Stephen Adams being out, and that just that just dropped. So feeling pretty good. I faded Detroit also though, and Jalen Duran just absolutely smashed in garbage time. That's going to be a little bit tough to overcome, um, but we'll we'll see. I think the, the, this Memphis game is going to be far lower owned than it should be. But no matter what happens, we've got another slate right ahead of us, which is always nice in what we do. Yeah, I mean, I played Jalen Brown, and uh, yeah, nothing. I got nothing. I, I got nothing. That's all I got. I need one more. I need one more bucket from DeRozan, and I'll be live. I um had four, four, five, five pick plays that I ran over on um Prize Picks today, and two of them are live for five for fives if DeRozan nice. gets there. So I'll be. Be over here quietly rooting for DeRozan to get there. Um, I need Anthony Edwards to have a big fourth quarter too on one of those two. So, listen, I was right about a few things and wrong about a lot of things on this slate. So, um, what? Gosh, man, the Orlando Magic—they're so tilting. Um, I, I don't know. Like it's three straight against Boston. I, I don't. I don't get it. Um, I, I mean, I tweeted this out. And we only have seven games, so I can kind of ramble here for a second. But I'm super excited about, like, the young core of the Orlando Magic. If they can keep this core and add one or two more pieces, like, this might be a playoff team and, like, a legit contender in the East. Um, 
they have a lot of growth. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited about the future of these young players. But yeah, uh, Dave in chat says the Magic don't play unless they're playing my Celtics play defense. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's true. Um, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, listen, the the what a fade on the Boston Celtics call for you, um, because. I mean, when you when you got when they got down by what was it like twelve or thirteen or something, and then they made like a it was like a fifteen or sixteen one run, and you're like, all right, well, this is exactly like why we played the Celtics. Um, but yeah, I mean, they no one really crushed for them. I mean, not saying like guys would have killed you, especially like Derek White and stuff. But yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like White and Pritchard, I just felt like we're getting way too much ownership. Um, and if this Memphis news broke the way that I wanted it to, which it did like, there's going to be far too much ownership tied up in those first two games. Like I didn't, I haven't checked the ownerships um, for what Memphis is, but I bet you that they're, they're far less owned than they should be. Anytime we get jaw out, like everyone knows you slam in Tyus Jones and I don't know what Tyus Jones ended up at, but I'm guessing he's far lower owned than he should be because people played um, Peyton Pritchard in that first game and Derek white and, um, Jaden Ivey from Detroit, like all kinds of value plays in those first two games that I was hoping better Memphis value would open up and it did. So we'll see how it works out. All right, let's, uh, let's get into Tuesday's game. Got the NASCAR background going. Um, I'm super yeah, excited. NASCAR season right behind, right around the corner. Um, really getting pumped. Like I'll be at the 24 hours race this weekend. And like that, like always kickstarts the season for me. I started working on like a preseason article today. I'm really pumped for NASCAR to be back. Daytona 500, a couple weeks. It's on the NBA All Star break, which is even better. And they've already announced on DraftKings they're going to have a million dollar first contest. So, yeah, if you haven't already, head on over to Roto Grinders. We got an early bird special for the NASCAR content. And um, I'm very pumped for this year, but I won't spend too much time on that. Let's get into some hoops. We get started with Chicago at Indiana taking on the Pacers. No total out in that in this game. I mean, that's going to be a couple games here because we do have some back-to-backs. You have the Celtics on the back-to-back coming up too. Charlotte on the back-to-back. Um, on the Indiana side, Halliburton's already ruled out. Numhart is questionable, so we'll see on that. Um, I mean, DeRozan, he's playing like big minutes, so I don't think we will see him sit on the second end of a back-to-back it was a quad injury it was 10 days who knows um what are your thoughts here on the chicago bulls yeah having a tough time figuring this one out um derosa's price still a little bit down from where it has been at sometimes this this season so i think he's my favorite play here i don't love that it's a back-to-back but i do love that it's a, a matchup against indiana who's a team we've targeted all season long um I think Levine and even Vooch are a little bit pricier than I want them to be. So DeRozan is my first lean. Um, I don't like playing any of the the cheaper guys from Chicago. I usually just stick to the the big three there. Um, DeRozan feels like the guy, but we'll have to see if they do anything with the back-to-back, if there's any injury report shenanigans. I think you can still play Vooch just because of the matchup against Indiana. 8,900 is is pricey he's center only um but vooch is still in play i probably don't get to levine at, at 9200 price just a little bit inflated as he was absolutely smashing with when uh derozan was was out yeah i mean i talked about this yesterday with the bulls if everyone if everyone is healthy and active 
then my leans will be DeRozan and Vucevic. Um, Levine is just, he's just way too expensive. Um, 34 fantasy points with a minute to go um, against the Hawks. I mean, that's, that was the biggest concern with him going into that game is just, he's just overpriced. Not going to get my DeMar DeRozan point. I need, I need a point, man. <laughs> half a point. Oh, hate losing props by half a point, but I mean, that is what we do. So, but yeah, I mean, for me and the Bulls, this is a fantastic spot. There are a couple books like BetMGM has this at 237.5 with Bulls minus 1.5. Um, I think that's a really good Bulls line for what it's worth. Um, I don't think they'll sit anybody. And with the Pacers without Halliburton, I kind of like the Bulls um, in that scenario. But yeah, I mean, Chicago's easy for me. It's Vooch, it's DeRozan, that's it. Levine's too expensive. Moving on. Um, let's go to the Indiana side of this game. No Halliburton. TJ McConnell, 6,100. Um, I mean, his price is definitely caught up. He's had a couple 50-point-plus games here recently. Um, I don't know how much we can expect a triple-double from TJ McConnell, but if he is going to continue, like his big games, he shot you know 15-plus times. So if he's going to shoot that much, I think that's when it's interesting. The games that he didn't do well were kind of blowout games. I don't think this game's going to be a blowout. Um, what are your thoughts here on Indiana? Yeah, point guard is definitely the most interesting thing. Um, Nemhard questionable, which is interesting. Um, if Nemhard is out, I don't have any problem paying 6100 for TJ McConnell. I feel pretty good about him getting 30 minutes in that spot. Um, but Indiana has shown... Um, after not doing it originally this season, after when Halliburton was out, McConnell and Nemhard have played on the court together quite a bit here of late. Um, so I think they're both in play. Um, McConnell at 6,100 is not a comfortable price. If you get Nemhard out, I'm completely fine with it. It is a good matchup against Chicago. Um, I think Nemhard is super interesting if he plays at 4,900. But I think, obviously, trying to replace Halliburton's production, those are the first two guys I look to. Um, Matherin is always in play for me. Guy shoots a ton, has a huge usage rate. Um, and he's been playing a bunch of minutes here recently. Matherin at 5,400, certainly in play. Buddy Heald never someone I love to play, but like 6,200 is a fine price for him. They're going to need additional shooting as long as Halliburton is out. Um, and Miles Turner, kind of the same thing at 7,100. Has Vooch on the other side, which isn't great, but I think he's still in play. For me, it's it's point guards first. I wouldn't I wouldn't kick Heald or, or Turner out of a lineup, but I'm I'm really looking at McConnell and Nemard, and I do like Matherin a good amount also. Yeah, and if Nemard is out, Nemard is out, like it's huge. Um it's huge. Like at that point, does like Duarte play 25 minutes at 3400? Um Matherin becomes super interesting in that scenario. You know, so I'll be paying attention to that news. I think regardless, TJ McConnell is in play, but I'm with you. I think the price is easier to easier to swallow um, if Nemhard doesn't play. But I mean, tougher matchup for Turner, second end of a back to back for Chicago. I mean, the rebounding might lag a little bit in this one. So I think like my main target here is going to be Buddy Heald and TJ McConnell. Chicago does struggle at defending the three-point line. Um, and, I mean, he shot seven for 12 from three-point line against them earlier this season, so wouldn't shock me if something like that happens again. So moving on, we got Boston at Miami. Let's see, when I was – yeah, there's no total out for this game yet. 
you know, Boston on the second end of a back-to-back. Miami, Yurt Seven's out. Duncan Robinson's out, but that's really it. Um, and then, I mean, Boston is tough because it's an ankle sprain for Marcus Smart. We have no idea if he's going to be back or not. Um, personal reasons for Malcolm Brogdon. Who knows if he is going to be back or not. Um, it sounded like Robert Williams, will. he just was going to sit the first end of the back-to-back and be back for the second end of the back-to-back, so he should be back. I have no idea. This is tough. It's a tough matchup going up against Miami. We, you know, we have, you know, defensively, you know, Miami is sixth, Boston is fifth. Pace wise, the Celtics are fifteenth, and the Miami Heat are twenty eighth. So, second end of a back to back, pretty slow game. I mean, even if some guys get rolled out here for Boston, if it's not like Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, it might be a spot you just kind of go underweight on the Celtics. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one, with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't know if you were finished there. Um, yes, I. this is a tough spot for my for Boston. Um, I was on Grinders Live with Dean on Monday, and he was theorizing that uh, Williams would sit today, Horford would sit Tuesday, and, and I agree with that completely. So I think we see Al Horford out. Robert Williams is back in there for Boston. Um, but this is a tough matchup, not a great game environment. If Tatum and Brown are going to be really low owned on a shorter slate, I you can certainly take shots on them. Um, like if we see them under 10%, I don't mind it, even with the tough, tough matchup against Miami. Definitely have to see what shakes out with the guards. If Smart and Brogdon are out, um, we saw Derek White kind of get banged up in the first half as well. So he didn't get his full run. Um, kind of lucked out on that one a little bit. Pritchard played more than he probably would have otherwise. Um, so yeah, th- this Boston situation is interesting. I, I just I don't feel comfortable in the matchup against Miami, but I think it's it's gonna be Tatum and Brown for me if they're low owned. Um, maybe some Robert Williams. I think you could take some shots on. Um, but other than that, like it's it's tough to get. It's gonna be large field stuff only. This is not a great game environment. I mean, I feel that way on kind of like on both sides of this game. I think if everyone plays for Boston, I'm probably out. And then on the Miami side of things, I mean, with Bam, Hero, and Butler all kind of back, the the price on Jimmy Butler, I think, is really enticing on DraftKings at 7,600. You know, this is going to be a competitive game, and he plays 35 minutes. 7,600 is just too cheap. So I think on DraftKings, I have interest in – in Butler, but outside of that, I just Miami's not a team that they're just hard to love right now. Like so many guys are just role players and the usage is kind of spread out. I mean, you know Tyler Hero is gonna get up a ton of shots at sixty eight hundred. He's played really well against this team three times this season already. Maybe that's where you take a shot if Marcus Smart is out, but I- I'm not I'm not targeting this game a ton, even on a seven game slate. 
Yeah, I'm with you. My, Miami is as healthy as they've been all season. I think um, the prices are starting to kind of adjust to appropriate levels. I, I love the Jimmy price, like you mentioned. Great call there. Uh, Hero in play at 6,800 can certainly take some shots. Don't love targeting Bam with Robert Williams on the other side. Um, Kyle Lowry's all the way down to 4,800, uh, but he's just not shooting enough. Like, yeah, I mean, this this game overall is just just not great. I think if I'm playing this game, I'm stacking it on both sides and just hoping that the rivalry kind of takes over and they just push each other. Other than that, I'll, I'll probably stay away. But Hero and Butler would be the two two Miami pieces that I'd look to first. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this one. We're going to move on. We got Cleveland at New York facing the Knicks. 225 total on this one. The Cavs a... Three and a half point favorite lineup only on one site, by the way. Bet MGM is the only one that has a line for this one. Donovan Mitchell is probable, um, which is a good sign. And then quickly is questionable, and Mitch Robinson is out. So we'll start here with Cleveland. Mitchell back, Garland 8,700. I mean, he's definitely someone that can still do it with Mitchell on the floor, but. I mean, obviously the usage and production assist ratio, all that stuff kind of goes down for Garland. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Cleveland? Yeah, tough with Mitchell missing there. Um, and now back Garland a little bit overpriced for me. I think I definitely prefer Mitchell if choosing between the two. Um, Mobley, Allen, probably not huge targets for me. Uh, New York has been pretty good inside. Like another game that I don't, necessarily love the game environment um probably get a little bit of donovan mitchell and i think evan mobley just because he has power forward eligibility over allen um but no real lean there like i said probably not huge targets for me um just another another difficult game yeah just i mean nothing like jumping off the page at me for cleveland i i think Evan Mobley can have big games and Allen can have big games. I just don't know if this is necessarily the spot that I want to target them. And then like Karis LeVert with Mitchell expected to play, it's really tough to get that price tag for him. So I think like Cleveland overall, a team that unless they're going to be really low owned, I'm just not going to have a ton of interest. And even like, even if they're really low owned, like I think my main target would be Mitchell. You know what? But, Mitchell Robinson is out. I forgot that he got injured. Um, yep. So that does hurt uh, the Knicks' interior defense. I, I do kind of like the big men. Uh, Mobley and Allen are both in play for sure. Because it's going to be um, with Jericho, Jericho Sims. Sim. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Talking about the Knicks. Talking about Jericho Sims. Still really cheap. Uh, I mean, Jericho Sims is thirty nine hundred. He's played twenty eight and thirty three minutes in the last two games. He's not a guy that goes out and shoots a ton. But he's going to be on the floor as a big man at 3,900. And I mean, the fact that you get to play him at power forward on DraftKings really opens some things up um, value-wise. So I think he's going to be one of the higher-owned value plays on the slate. And honestly, I can't really argue it. Um, I mean, I could definitely argue Jalen Brunson at 8K at this price point. But I, I could I can't really argue Jericho Sims at this price point. Yeah, definitely not. Um we've wanted Hartenstein to kind of take over every time that Mitchell Robinson has been out and they just haven't shown the willingness to use him over long stretches. So um, assume that Sims is going to be starting again. He's 
the superior play by a wide margin. Um, I don't even think Hartenstein would be my favorite pivot, like trying to find extra minutes amongst the, the Knicks front court. Honestly, I think it would be Obi Toppin that I would look to um, to try to get away from Jericho Sims. Just hope that he starts playing well and gets a little bit of extra run. Um, he hasn't even hit 20 minutes in the last couple of games, but I think that 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 he has that ability. If he were to be playing well, um, really difficult matchup here with the two bigs for Cleveland on the other side. But these guys are are super cheap and and represent some great value. So you're definitely looking at that. Randall overpriced for the matchup for me. Um, I don't mind Jalen Brunson. Again, a, a, this is a really difficult matchup. Cleveland is an outstanding defense, but Brunson has smashed all season long. He's still 8K. I think you can take some shots there um, at 8K, despite the matchup. RJ Barrett's price has kind of adjusted back to where it, it should be after he missed some time, um, but he's been playing well recently. Uh, but if, if I'm paying up for, for one of the Knicks, it would be Brunson for me. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 we all kind of want Hartstein or Obi Toppin to be a thing, but they really just kind of have let Jericho Sims play, and he's been playing well. So I don't know. I, I, I'm if he's going to be like Uber Chalk, I'm definitely concerned because I mean, I, I feel like the hook can come at any time. But yeah, I mean, if he's going to continue to play well, he's way too cheap, and if he's going to play thirty minutes, he's way too cheap. I think if I'm paying up for somebody here in this spot, I want to say Randall, but I think I kind of agree with you, Brunson. Um, I mean, this is a guy that we, what was a week ago, paying 8500 for, and the production has went down a little bit, but it hasn't slowed down enough where like he's getting five, six, $700 price decreases. So um, I definitely don't mind Jalen Brunson here. You know, especially if this is a spot where we think he puts up 20 plus shots. Tough matchup. Tough matchup. I mean, Cleveland's yep. tough. Cleveland is really, really tough. Mitchell being back is just going to make him tougher. Cleveland's a really tough defensive team. All right. Up next, we got Denver at New Orleans. No total in this game. I mean, it's a common theme for the night before podcast, but that's because Nikola Jokic is questionable. Left hamstring tightness. Michael Porter Jr. is questionable as well. And Bones Highland is questionable. On the New Orleans side, Brandon Ingram is doubtful. Najee Marshall is questionable. And Zion Williamson remains out. We'll go Denver first. Listen, I'm just going to start by saying that Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon are too cheap if Michael Porter Jr. and Jokic sit. Uh, there's no other – nothing else needs to be said. Yeah, I mean, obviously Jokic is the big news, um, leaves behind massive usage rates, assist rates, rebound rates, all of it. Like everybody gets a bump if Jokic is out for sure. Um, New Orleans has been really good on the defensive end as well. Um, not not as much with Zion and, and Ingram being out. Um, so maybe not quite as difficult of a matchup as, as it appears on paper. Um, but this is all about Jokic. Um if Jokic is in, I think you'd play him. It's a good spot for him. Um, if he's out, then you play everybody else on Denver. Uh, MPJ is interesting. Like he feeds off of Jokic. Like he gets open shots when when Jokic is out there. So if Jokic sits and MPJ is in, I'm not as interested as in MPJ as I would be if if Jokic played, which is the only guy on Denver that I can say that about. Um, 
yeah, if, if Jokic is out, it's Murray and Gordon that are smashes. Bruce Brown certainly in play. Um, and Zeke Naji is would probably start at center again and be as good or better of a play than Jericho Sims, who we just talked about. Same price point. So Jokic missing would would make this a really interesting slate. And maybe you don't have to try to get too cute among this, the big men value if we have both Sims and Naji available. But we'll just have to wait and see um, how the injury report shakes out because it's it's all about Jokic. All about Jokic. Um, I mean, Zeke is too cheap at 4K if Jokic is out. 26 and 28 minutes the last two games. Um, yeah, if Jokic sits, man, it's just a, it's a free-for-all here. And then if you add MPJ to that as well, um, I mean, you're just loading up on Denver in this game because New Orleans defensively, great team defensively this season. Zion and Ingram being out definitely hurts that defense. Um Najee Marshall questionable as well. So, yeah, I mean, load up on Denver here. If Jokic plays, I'm with you. I think Jokic is in a great spot here at 11-6. I don't think they bring Jokic back until he's ready to go. Um, I mean, I think it's as clear as as easy as that. The fact there's no lineup for this game definitely makes me feel like he is definitely on the questionable side. Like, it's not like a lean probable. Um We'll see if he like participates in shoot around or you know something like that, but we'll see. Uh, let's go to the Pelican side. I mean, Denver has for years, for years, has struggled defending the perimeter. CJ McCollum's eighty two hundred. It's a steep price tag. Um, struggle with the price tag, but I love the matchup. If Jokic sits, I like Valanciunas at sixty nine hundred. I think he gets a huge bump if Jokic is out. And doesn't have to chase Jokic around. So I like Valentunas in that scenario. And then like if we get news that like Marshall is gonna sit, I think that's when you're you know, you're looking at like a Murphy um type of play, these guys, like these fringe type plays that could be interesting. Like, is it gonna be Dyson Daniels, you know, getting minutes if you know, those kind of things. What are your thoughts here on New Orleans? Yeah, honestly, the Najee Marshall news is is pretty important, I think, here. Um, we've seen some of these wings get extended run. Murphy, like you mentioned, has played well in the absence of Marshall. Herb Jones is still only 4,300. Daniels has has gotten some run in the starting lineup. He's 4,200. Um, Alvarado can be expected to play a little bit more. So these this 4K range amongst these uh, Pelicans wings is, is really interesting. I think you can kind of mix and match just have a little exposure to all of them and you and just hope that you get the the one that that has the biggest game um i would say like murphy is the most expensive but i i like him the best to have the the biggest game amongst that like murphy uh daniels herb jones i think are the three that you look to um herb is interesting we saw him kind of finally get the minutes after that long injury and then he only played 19 in his first game back but he was up to 30 minutes in the last game it's always a a usage thing with him is he going to take enough shots to get there um he can get there through the stocks for sure Um, but you'd like to see him shoot a little bit more and if Najee Marshall is out he might have that opportunity so don't mind Herb Jones if Marshall is out I I like the McCollum call as well 8200 um like it's it's not the best price, but I think there's still some ceiling, some upside there at 8,200. So slight interest in CJ, 
but that Najee Marshall being out, I think, would bring those other 4K guys into play for sure. I think he's going to be low on too. McCollum, that is. Um, yeah. So, Washington at Dallas. This game has a 225 total. The Mavericks are a seven point favorite in this one. On the Dallas side, Cleaver and Wood remain out. On the Washington side, uh, Porzingis is out. We'll go Washington first here. Obviously, no Porzingis hurts Washington. Uh, Bradley Beal came back after missing uh, a good amount of time. 29 and 28 minutes. I, I, don't, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets ramped up to 30 to 32 minutes in this game. Kuzma, 7,900 with no Porzingis. I mean, that's probably where I'm looking at the most here. Him or like a Daniel Gafford, if we think Daniel Gafford's going to play 20 to 25 minutes in this game. Um, what are your thoughts here on Washington? Yeah, tough matchup for Washington, uh, but Porzingis out certainly puts these guys in play. And also Rui Hachimura has just been traded to the Lakers. He got, so, yeah, he got traded. Yep. Yep. So he is, he will not be available. He played 30 minutes in the last game. Um, I think that certainly opens up some value even further down the, the roster. I agree with you. I think it's Kuzma over Beal. It's close. I wouldn't tell you you couldn't play either one of them. Um, despite the matchup, the price is really good because of, the, of Porzingis and Hachimura not being available. Um, so I, I am interested here. And then I think looking for value, I think Avdia is the guy that I would play um, as someone who could pick up a bunch of extra minutes with, with Hachimura being out. Um, we've seen him grab some rebounds. He can shoot the three a little bit. Um, at 4K, I, I don't mind Denny Avdia. If it's Kispert starting, I don't love that as much. 3,100, all he does is shoot pretty much. Um, but keep an eye on the starting lineup here with, with Hachimura out. Could be some some guys that have more opportunities available to them. Yeah. Um, I like the Denny call a lot in this spot. Um, because this is a game that could potentially go small too with wood being out, um, as well on the Dallas side, like this could be just a game where both teams kind of accept to go small. We could see like, I don't know, Finney Smith against Kuzma at the five. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if that type of rotation happens in this game or, like Taj Gibson at the five. So, I mean, I think this game has the potential to go small. Um, I do, like I said, I don't mind Gafford in this one. 4,300, he's someone that, I mean, when he gets the minutes, he's someone that can solidly produce. Um, and with them trading Hachimura, they definitely have some confidence in Gafford, you know, especially with Porzingis week to week. It's not even like a day-to-day thing. It's really surprised that, like, they moved – tomorrow on the same day that they announced like Porzingis was going to be week to week. Um, who knows? But I mean, that's what happens when you have a Washington team that's 20 and 26. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the Dallas side, I mean, it's Luka. I hate, like, just coming on the podcast every day and be like, hey, the Dallas Mavericks are playing. Play Luka. Um, 
he's your ceiling guy. I, I mean, Dinwiddie, his price is kind of – it's like down a little bit. He's right on that like verge. Tim Hardaway's price is kind of right on that verge. Um, the guy I think I like here – hate playing this guy, but like Finney Smith – just he's gonna play a bunch of minutes in this game. If the game goes small, he's gonna get the minutes. What are your thoughts here on Dallas? Yeah, I mean it's it's to say, but it's Luca does so much for this team. Like he's obviously the guy that we're targeting. Um, the matchup against Washington, though, I think you can look a little deeper. I like the the Finney Smith call. Guy that plays a ton of minutes um, doesn't always do a ton while he's out there, but. Anyone who's on the floor that much, there's there's certainly a little bit of upside there. So fine pivot in the 4K range. Like if those Pelicans wings become popular, I think Finney Smith would be a fantastic pivot away from some of those guys. Um, yeah, I mean, that's about it. I don't I don't love Dinwiddie or Hardaway. Um, like it, it's pretty much Luka. And Wood being out, like they, they just kind of go smaller. They don't necessarily – like Powell doesn't get a ton of run at any point. Um probably not targeting any big men, even though Wood is out. So yeah, it's, it's Luca first for sure. And I don't mind the DFS call. It's always going to be Luca first. <laughs> I mean, <Yep>. Always. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, sorry. Let's take one of the, sorry, not sorry kind of things. But anyway, we got Charlotte at Phoenix. Hey, guess what, Keith? No total in this game. Um, <laughs> Charlotte. On the second end of a back-to-back, so we'll wait on some injury news for them. Um, I mean, Lamelo was questionable on Monday, got ruled out. We we obviously knew he wasn't going to play both games, so um, wouldn't shock me if he gets ruled out again, but it also wouldn't shock me if he plays. On the Phoenix side, Aiton, Booker, Crowder, Cameron Payne, and Shamit are out. So, I mean, very short-handed Phoenix team. We'll go Charlotte first. I mean, it It all kind of depends on LaMelo Ball. I think it, it's safe to say, like, if LaMelo Ball plays, it, it's obviously some different thoughts here on Charlotte. If LaMelo Ball is out, I mean, I think you're going right back to Terry Rozier. Like, him and – I said it yesterday. I, I talked about Mason Plumley. I don't know what he's at. Um, he, was, he was doing pretty good. I think he had – 30 fantasy points. He's the last piece in for me. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Charlotte Hornets? Yeah, I, I loved Charlotte on Monday as well, expecting LaMelo to miss. Um, even though we didn't have the, the news before lock, another reason that I wanted to fade those first couple of games. I'd be surprised if he plays in this too, honestly. I just There's no reason for them to rush him. They're very clearly not going anywhere this season. Um like they're in play for the number one overall pick. I just, they're not going to rush him back. So I would be very interested in Terry Rozier again at 7,700. Um, he just has an awesome role. If LaMelo is out, um, the ceiling is, is fantastic. Phoenix is missing some guys on the other side. Um, so love Rozier at 7,700. Played a, mon- a bunch of Mason Palmley Monday night as well. I think Aiton has been ruled out already. Did you say that? Yeah, he's already out. Yep. Yep, yep. So this is a fantastic spot for Plumlee again uh, against Biombo or Landell, whoever whoever Phoenix decides to run at center. I think Plumlee is a, a fantastic play again. Hayward probably, what's his what are his minutes at? He's been on a little bit of restriction, 
and it looks like he is again. I mean, he's significantly behind. Rozier's played 25 minutes. Hayward's played, played 18. Plum's played 20. Like, yeah. So they're clearly still limiting Hayward. Probably can't go there yet. That price is cheap if if he does get the, the minutes restriction lifted. Maybe some interest, but it's it's Rozier and Plumlee mainly for me. All I'm going to say is if Mark Williams ever gets more than like 15 minutes, he's going to break <laughs> slates. Um, yeah. I mean, in, in large field... Large field tournaments, I feel like you have to have interest in Mark Williams in large field tournaments just because he's 3,200 and he's capable of like two fantasy points per minute. So, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, him, but. I like that call. I mean, he's 3,100. We've talked about um, Sims already. Like, you're, you're, if Sims is the only value, you might be looking for pivots. I don't hate Williams. He could literally outscore Sims in 16 minutes. If Sims gets 30 minutes and he gets 16, Williams has put up those kind of performances a couple times this year. And no eight and on the other side. Love that call. Let's go to the Phoenix side. Um, I mean, we assume it's going to be Biombo, right? Like he's he started the other night yep. against Indiana without eight and played 30 minutes. I mean, th- you don't get much better matchups as a center than Charlotte. Now they're one of the worst teams in the NBA against centers. I think they allow second most fantasy points, one of the worst rebounding teams. Um, Portland is another team that's like terrible against centers. But yeah, I mean, Charlotte's allowing the most fantasy points per game right now to opposing centers. So I, I think, I mean, I think you have to like write down Biombo as like a top three value play. You just have to kind of accept the chalk on him. Um, if you want to get contrarian in tournaments, maybe you go like Landell. Um, he's pretty much the same price as Biombo. I think it's one of those two guys. If I had to guess, I'm definitely worried about like Dario Sarge's role here recently, you know, especially with like Cam Johnson coming back. Um, I mean, that's another guy's 5,100 for Cam Johnson, like 29 minutes the other night against Memphis, like easily see him playing like 30 33 minutes in this game at 5100 against charlotte so as much as i don't hate like chris paul i think i'm looking at the value here i know chris paul is coming off a monster game against memphis but i'm looking at the value i'm looking at like cam johnson i'm looking at biombo what are your thoughts here on phoenix yeah i'm very interested in this phoenix team uh, because of this matchup against charlotte charlotte on the back-to-back as well which only helps Phoenix's chances in this one. Um, been a rough season for Phoenix. They've dealt with injuries all year long, obviously. Booker's still out, now eight and out as well. Um, so plenty of usage and things to go around. Um, I think you look at the centers first, and it's clearly Biombo's going to start. Um, they actually, Biombo and Lambo, Landale both followed out of that last game against Memphis. I just looked. Um, like I knew Biombo fouled out and, and didn't get much run. He only played fouled out in 16 minutes, which is not great. There's obviously risk there. Um, don't be afraid to take some shots on Lando as well, because that is certainly in play. Um, Lando played 23 minutes and fouled out also. Uh, but I, I think they go right back to Biombo as the starter. And as long as he can stay out of foul trouble, he should get the, the 30 minutes or close to it. At 3,600, just way too cheap for what he produces per minute. Um, Going to be one, one of the top values. We have a lot of center value already on this slate, even if Jokic is in. 
Um, you've got Sims and then Le- Biombo and Landell both for me as well. Mark Williams, we just talked about. So lots of center value again. Um, I'm looking up to pay up a little bit for Phoenix too. You mentioned Paul. I think Michael Bridges is in play as long as Booker is out. Like Booker just takes so many shots. Bridges is typically just their defensive guy, but he has been shooting much more, um, at least 16 shots in each of his last four. He's been regularly at 40 fantasy points. Uh, I, I don't mind 7,200 for Bridges. Feels a little bit expensive, but his role without Booker has been awesome. Now Aiton is out also, even more shots to go around, and a phenomenal matchup against Charlotte. So um, don't don't overlook Bridges. And I love your Cam Johnson call. He, he's a guy I played a bunch in that last game, expecting that uptick in minutes. Still too cheap for what he can do. Just need him to get hot shooting. He shot 0 for 4 and 2 for 6 from 3. He's a good three-point shooter. If those three start falling, he can absolutely smash at 5,100. So I will have a ton of exposure to Phoenix in this matchup against Charlotte. All right, we finish it out. Hey, there's a line in this game. Um, we got the Clippers and the Lakers battling it out in L.A., 232 total. The Clippers a three-and-a-half-point favorite. On the Clippers' side, Luke Kennard is out. John Wall is out on the Lakers. Um, Hachimara, he won't play in this one, but he's with the Lakers now. Anthony Davis is out. LeBron is questionable. Reeves and Lonnie Walker remain out. Talk to me here about L.A., the Clippers, that is. I was going to say, which, which L.A.? hey um, Man, Clippers, good spot against the Lakers here. They're just not a team I love to get a ton of exposure to in DFS. I know Kawhi's been playing awesome, but his price is over 10K now. Like with Paul George back, I don't know. I struggle to, to pay up for Kawhi at 10K. Um, I'd probably just save the money down to PG and hope that he has the ceiling game. Um, that might be a mistake. I don't know. Kawhi's certainly been playing awesome. I think you can take some, so- some so- shots on Zubach here. Um, at 5,600, we've talked about it, all of the center value. Zubach is going to be completely unowned, um, and it's a good, great matchup against L.A. Probably don't go much deeper than that. Like, I think it's Paul George, maybe a little Zubach for me. Um, ha- having a tough time getting up to Kawhi at 10-1 with, with Luka and potentially Jokic also on the slate. Yeah. I, Kawhi is at 10-1. You know he's going to get up for this this game. Um, I, the price is tough. I, I think I'm with you on Paul George, but I mean, if, if Kawhi is going to be like 10% owned on a seven game slate, he's capable of 60 plus point games. Um, so somewhat interesting in that aspect of like the thought process. Um, yeah, worry about this game overall. I mean, there's not a ton of value. I mean, that that's the slate though, right? Like there's some value spots and those value spots are going to be really popular. So trying to find like low owned value is going to be somewhat tough. Like low owned value you feel comfortable with um, is going to be somewhat tough on the slate. So on the Lakers side, I mean, if LeBron plays, he's obviously someone that, you know, has a mon- just monster upside. Westbrook is 83. Like he's capable of big games and I could see him having a good game. It's just... Thomas Bryan and Westbrook are kind of like on that like eh list for me. Dennis Schroeder has been playing like insane here recently. Like 
he's 5,500. I think he's the guy like that I'm taking tournament shots on in this spot. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on the Schroeder call. Um, LeBron at 11-5, he's with that ankle thing and a really tough matchup with Kawhi and PG on the other side. Like, the Clippers are just a, a great defensive team. So not the best for LeBron. I think you, I like the savings for Schroeder. Um, and I'd use him as like a run back. If I, if I want some Paul George, run it back with Schroeder is probably the only way. Um, kind of like you said, another game that I'm not in love with on the slate. Um, Thomas Bryant is center is going to be tough because it, we have all the cheap options. Uh, I like, I think he'll be really low owned. He could absolutely smash his, his price tag. Just not sure how much I have left over because we have the, the three 3,900, 3,600 centers that are all in play. Oh man. Weird slate. Like yesterday's slate, I was super pumped about and it's not going well so maybe like because of that i'm more excited about this slate because i'm not as excited about it so <laughs> figure that one out <laughs> um let's play the morning grind game and then we will get out of here favorite play under 5k to go 7x who do you got today um i'm gonna go with biombo as a, as my favorite matchup against charlotte um it, he needs to avoid the foul trouble for sure, but he has the potential to play 30 minutes in a in a fantastic matchup here, just 3,600. He is the value play. Like, he is the guy. Um, it, like, it's not one of those things you overthink. I'm going to go Jericho Sims in this spot just because I, I think he'll play 25-plus minutes at 3,900. So, again, the fact that you can play Sims at power forward on DraftKings is huge. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who is your bust today? Um, Man, I'm going to go Kawhi. Like, he's been playing the minutes, and it's a good matchup against the Lakers. Just feel like I'm not getting up there. So uh, give me him to, to stay under 5X. All right. Um, I mean, for the second straight day, I'm going to go Zach Levine. I just think that he's too expensive. It's tough for me to... Play a lot of Zach Levine today. So that's who I that's who I got. Um favorite 6X play. A lot of good plays on this slate. Who do you got? Yeah, Phoenix is just a little too for me. Um, I'm gonna go Chris Paul. Just he's we've seen him play 38 to 40 minutes in these spots. No Devin Booker, so he's gonna be taking a lot more shots than usual. Um, coming off a 50-point outing against Memphis, who's a really tough de- defense. Now he has a matchup against Charlotte. So Chris Paul at 7,500. I like that one. I mean, my my favorite 6X play is probably Biombo, but you already picked him earlier in the game. So to kind of to kind of switch it up a little bit, I I really don't think LaMelo Ball is going to play. So give me Terry Rozier. That answer changes if LaMelo plays, obviously, no doubt. Yep. But um, I'm going to go Terry Rozier. Love that. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got today? Um, I'm going to go Denny Avdia. I, I think Kispert starts, and I think Avdia plays more minutes. Um, going to be interesting situation there in Washington with no Porzingis and no Hachimura. There's minutes available. I think Avdia is the guy who who steps up and kind of over um, different position than the center value. But I think he, he's a, a good value at, at 4K also. 
I'm going to go Mark Williams at 3,200. We have a lot of great value plays on this slate that are going to be very popular. So I'm hoping Mark Williams just kind of goes a little overlooked. Listen, he's not going to play 25 minutes. You're not going to get that type of ceiling from him. You're going to hope that he does all of his production in like 18 minutes. Um, But, I mean, he continues to do it. I just looked at what he's doing tonight. He's got 11 points, three rebounds, two steals, and a block in 12 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, like dude, what, just... 20 fantasy points right like, <laughs> yeah. in 11 minutes 20 yeah. like so that's yeah. insane <laughs> yeah so i'll go mark williams um we don't have a ton of lines out just in general on this slate uh is there any bets standing out to you here night before there there really was you mentioned the bulls one which which i loved i'm not gonna take that one from you um like there's just not a, a ton of lines out right now um I like, yeah. Give me, give me Cleveland to cover three and a half on the road. Um, I don't mind that against the Knicks without Mitchell Robinson. They're going to have a really tough time with with Cleveland's size, in my opinion. Um, so I don't mind the Cavs minus three and a half. The Bulls line just seems way off to me. Because um, even if like, even if they sit DeRozan, I still think they should cover a one point spread. I know it's in Indiana. I know it's the second end of a back-to-back. I just this line just it just jumped off the page at me today. Yeah, so, I mean Indiana missing missing their best player. I I completely agree. That that seems a little little odd. Yeah, it didn't it didn't make sense. Um, I'm I, so I'm just like I was like quickly looking really quick. Um, net rating wise, the Bulls are fifth over the last five games, and the Pacers are dead last. So. Like there's not a fit, they're just not efficient team without Halliburton. Um, that, so. that line almost screams that they're expecting someone to sit for the Bulls here. Like that's it the doesn't only matter, way. Though. That I, makes I sense. still don't think it matters. Like I don't know. Yeah. Um, the Thunder just beat this team by what twenty? Like <laughs> like four or five days ago. So yeah, I love I love that line. Um, Bulls. What is it? Bulls? I'm gonna look really quick. I mean, it's on multiple books. It's Bulls minus one on DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars, points bet. I love that line. Um, jumping off the page at me today. So, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I don't believe I have anything else. All right. That shall wrap it up here for this Tuesday. If you haven't already, head on over to YouTube, Roto Grinders Morning Grind youtube page subscribe helps help us out um if you are looking on the morning grind youtube page you won't see anything unless you click live um we have what 155 subscribers let's get it up to 200 by the end of the week i know i know i'm asking for a lot help us out it's gonna wrap it up hope everyone has a fantastic tuesday we'll be back wednesday talking some hoops good luck everyone we'll see you then